Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis, welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself, because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love his truth, live his truth, and spread his truth. Friend, let's be honest. One of the hardest things as a Christian and just as a person in general, even someone who doesn't know the Lord, is making decisions. Understanding God's will, how we're supposed to live, what ways and what paths are the best for our lives, even the fear of accidentally making the wrong decision and maybe letting God down or not being the quote unquote perfect Christian. So I am so excited that my lovely friend Elle Cardell of the online global women's ministry, Daughter of Delight, and I are talking on today's episode about what it looks like to make godly decisions, decisions that honor the Lord, decisions that line up with God's word. We're also going to be talking about God's will. We hear the phrase will of God a lot in the church, a lot as Christians, but did you know that there are actually two different wills that God has? And so Elle is graciously breaking down all of that in today's episode. This episode is for you. 
If you've ever been confused or stuck or fearful of making a decision, whether that be in your career, in your relationships, whatever that may be, if you're hungry to know what God's word says about making decisions, about staying in step with God's will and practical truths that you can literally walk away with, Elle is challenging us with some practical takeaways and things to do in our life today. This episode is waiting for you. So without further ado, here is my conversation with L. Hey, sweet friend, Elle, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You know how much I've been looking forward to this conversation, not only because of what we're talking about, but because I think people are going to realize as they get to know us in this conversation how stinking similar we are and (laughs) how much I love you as a friend. So I first wanted to thank you for being here. Well, trust me when I say that I have been counting down the days. I'm very excited (laughs) too, and thank you for having me on. Of course, um, not only as a fellow podcaster, but just your heart for the Lord. I just love you too much. So (laughs) before I dedicate this episode to just like fangirling over you, um, (laughs) let's (laughs) just get an introduction in before we start. I'm sure there's lots of people who already know you, but I love to start out by asking yourself, to introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and all of that good stuff. Sure. Well, my name is Elle Cardell. I am 27 years old. I live in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and I'm married to my best friend, Michael, which Tara is also married to her best friend, Michael. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my Michael and I are also certified foster parents. Um, Mm. I am the founder of Daughter of Delight, which is an online women's ministry. It's a global women's ministry. And it is my absolute passion. I've been doing this for almost seven years now, which is so hard to believe. But I have really come to develop a love for Bible literacy because context matters and teaching women how to, you know, confidently approach the word and know what resources to utilize so that they can walk away with the proper understanding of it and apply scripture to all of Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Um, Also just love creating gospel-centered resources in general that help women grow in their walk with the Lord. So that's a little about what I do. And then I love fun facts. (laughs) Yes, give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So For fun facts, I'll do a couple of my favorite things. Right now, my favorite app is Dwell, which is an audio Bible app that has literally changed the game for me. I'm not an audio book kind of person. I have to have the tangible book in my hands. Yep, same. there's just something about listening to scripture being read over you. I'm actually making my way through the word chronologically via Dwell, and it's been so, so cool. So check that out, Tara. And then also, I love Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) It makes my heart smile. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You totally just like were sinking on everything. I love hearing what people are loving currently. And I've definitely heard about Dwell from your podcast and like your social medias. And I definitely need to get on that train because although I am more of a visual person too, Mm -hmm. I do love listening, like obviously love podcasts. And I think it's a really cool opportunity like – I'm sure like you pop it on like when you're doing dishes or when you're driving or like, so I think it's obviously like I love it. Like my type A heart loves being like productive and like doing multiple things at once, (laughs) but it is really cool that we can use our time to like listen to the word, you know, because I think we're easily distracted and we're, we're people that are very prone to pushing the most important things in the word and spending time in the word off. So 
Dwell mm. seems like an amazing resource, and Animal Crossing, you just you just gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that is so so fun. Well, I love getting to hear more about you. And seriously, have been such a big fan of Daughter of Delight for a couple years now. And it's like crazy that it's been around for seven years now. I know. Holy it is wild. moly. Y'all need to go <laughs> listen to Elle's podcast, which I'll have everything linked below. But you guys need to hear the story of how that all came to be. That's a whole nother thing on its own. But I'm so encouraged by what a global ministry it's become and like literally touching people all over the world. So, so thankful you shared that. In today's episode though, Elle, I am really pumped to have just such a solid, scripturally rooted sister in Christ in you. So today's episode, when I was thinking over what we could talk about, um, I really wanted to pour into the ladies listening here on the show and talk about something that I think we all as Christians struggle with every single day. Like literally no matter how long you've known the Lord or your maturity in your faith, this is a hot button topic. So Mm -hmm. these are arguably two of the most asked questions we come up against as Christians. I think you would agree. And that is what is God's will for my life? And how do I know if this decision is one that God wants me to make? So friends, if you can't tell, we're going to be talking about godly decision making today. So L, the Bible tells us that God has two types of wills, W-I-L-L-S, wills. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I want to just set the stage and talk about this. So would you share with us, first of all, what the term will of God usually means when it comes up in conversation? Because it can be a very Christianese phrase. <laughs> Christianese. I love that you just said that. <laughs> it just came up. <laughs> Yes, of course. I would love to speak to that. I mean, I have lost count of the amount of times I have asked what God's will is for my life, especially because I'm a type A kind of person in my decision making. And I'm sure that you can relate. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So I think that when people refer to God's will, you know, it more so has to do with what decision they should make or what career they should pursue. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. You know, we should absolutely seek the Lord's guidance and his word when it comes to these things. But at its root, the will of God is so much more than that. It's a call to a life of worship. Mm. And I think a really, really good scripture that speaks to this comes from Romans 12 verses 1 through 2. And it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is is good and acceptable and perfect. Yes, there it is. There it is. (laughs) So the will of God is to devote our lives to him through worship in such a way that shows the world who he is and who he is for us because of what's been done for us by him, by his Mm -hmm. one and only son. And we do this and we find ourselves transformed rather than conformed by setting our gaze on the one who first set his gaze upon us. Wow. Now, does this apply to decision-making and career choices? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But again, the will of God is so much more than that. The will of God equates to our obedience to him for all of life. Wow. 
That is so good. And I love how Romans 12, it seems, and I think for a lot of us as believers, it seems to come up a lot in conversation, but it's just so packed. And I guess, honestly, this sounds silly to admit, but I never really considered, although Romans 12 does have that phrase, will of God in it, Mm -hmm. never really considered it in that way, but it totally makes sense, meaning like when we are rather transformed by God rather than conform to the world, it really determines how we live. And and in that same way, it also transforms the way we make decisions. And mm. the element of worship is so key. I think worship really should invade every corner of our lives. And that was just a beautiful perspective from God's word. And so now that we kind of set the tone for will of God, yeah. L, let's definitely dig into, if people don't know, there are actually two different wills of God. And the Bible tells us that there are two different ones. And so let's just break these down so that we can further apply that into our life and then just have the discernment from God's word because it's literally so cool to be able to understand what the word says. So let's differ and dig into those two wills. I would love that. I'm so excited that we are about to geek out on this. Yes. That's, that's totally me in a nutshell, and I'm so thankful you shared that, like Bible oh, abs- yes. geek nerdish. Yeah. And I really don't think a lot of people know that there are two different wills. I mean, I didn't really learn about this until just a couple years ago. So right. So mm-hmm. it's really, really cool. And so, yeah, let's just hop to it. So there is God's secret will. And then there is God's revealed will. So let's talk about God's secret will first. And the verse that I want to take a look at for this is Deuteronomy 29, 29. But I think before we read it, it's important to note that these were the words that Moses delivered to God's people. The Israelites is part of an overall warning that we read in Deuteronomy 29 to keep their covenant with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So looking at verse 29 in Deuteronomy 29, The first half of it, it says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. Bada boom, bada bang, there it is. That's it. a secret will of God. Yes, that is it. And here's what that tells us. There are things God does not intend for us to know, no matter how much we might pray that Mm. he would reveal them to us. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard, but good. It is hard, but it is good, especially when we think about just... I don't even, I think our minds would explode if we Literally. if we knew all the things that he knew. Like our minds just could not fathom it. Like mm-hmm. we were not created to comprehend yeah. his knowledge right. in exactly. that way, in its fullness. And that is completely okay. Um, but, you know, his secret will also, it's not an invitation for us to participate in a scavenger hunt in which he'll reveal it to us piece by piece. That sounds mm. fun at first, but his secret will is not a puzzle. The secret will of God belongs to God and God alone. And it's important that we honor and recognize that. Now, thinking about God's secret will, I think a good piece of scripture that sums it up, that gives us a better taste of it, is in Isaiah 46, verses 9 through 10, which tell us, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. And this Mm. is a really powerful verse. And here's what it tells us. There is none, truly none like our God. Mm -hmm. And what God has purposed will come to pass and not a single thing can halt 
or thwart it. And in addition, nothing can surprise Mm, him or take place outside of his will. And like you said just a second ago, Tara, this is good news. Yeah. You know what is wild to me is that this is a really hard pill to swallow, um, thinking that there are things that God doesn't necessarily tell us. But here's the thing. We don't – like God doesn't owe it to us. Like I have to remind myself of that, that God does not owe us – his secret will he does not owe us really anything and yet what did what did he do he sent his son to die for us and to save our lives from sin and death and so I always have to come back to that so that if God loved us so much that he sent his son can't we trust him with the things with everything that he has and everything that he entrusts us with and I think it's so comforting too like you said that passage in Isaiah is so beautiful like to just remember Mm -hmm. that like literally nothing can stand in between God and his will and I think if we get to know his character and get to know like you listed that like anything that he'll come to purpose his power like it is so beyond our comprehension we can trust him we can trust that what he wills is going to be good like that passage in Romans 8 says so thank you seriously for breaking that down that's a hard one Yes, absolutely. And I think something too that I have found comforting knowing that there is a secret will to which I do not have access is just the truth that, you know, God hasn't hidden what he wants us to know. Mm, What we need to know is right there in his word. And that is what our priority should be. That is what matters. Mm -hmm. That is how we live in obedience to his will. Absolutely. It just, it keeps bringing me back to uh, 2 Peter 1, one of my favorite verses that says, God has given us everything we need for life Mm -hmm. and godliness. And so, again, if we trust who he is and we trust his heart, we can be confident in the fact that we are not lacking in anything as a believer. And if we're not pouring into what he's given us and we're not being good stewards of it. And so like you said, the Mm -hmm. word, communication with him, prayer, all of those things he has given us. And so that is enough. And I think that's actually more than enough. So, so good. I would definitely agree with you. And you mentioned Romans 8.28 a second ago, which I would love to speak to in the context of like when it comes to our decision making. So knowing that the truth of that verse tells us that God works all things together for his glory, but also our good, the good of his people. You know, this should be something that brings more comfort than like words can say, because Mm. God already knows where we're headed. And I have been in this position, and maybe you have too, Tara, but there have been times in my life where there are two really good decisions at hand, and I'm terrified of making the wrong one Mm -hmm. because I'm terrified that in making the wrong decision, I will somehow let God down. And so knowing that, you know, we have the power of his spirit in us because we are in Christ. We can trust that because of truths in the word that we see, like Romans 8, 28, we can trust that we can make a decision believing that is it is the best decision for us that will allow us to glorify God the absolute best we can out of the two decisions. And if for some reason that is, you know, not the right decision, well, his spirit will correct and, mm. you know, recenter us back to where we need to be but he uses all things 
even the things that we're not completely confident in, um, even those steps of faith, you know, that we just have to take, we just have to do yeah. it instead of mm-hmm. allowing fear to keep us at a standstill. We can trust that our future will work out according to his secret will and to his revealed will. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really important to remember that. It can really be paralyzing to, mm-hmm. like you said, in your personal examples in your in your life, it can be very paralyzing to make decisions thinking that we would A, let God down, or B, that we would just not make a good decision and that, you know, we start going down those what if rabbit trails. It's like, okay, if I make this decision, what if this happens? What if that happens? Right. And, it, and it can it can really, it's honestly fear though. It can cause us to not make a move, to not trust God ultimately, I think is the big issue. And yes. so just trusting that if you are a true believer in Christ, the spirit is your compass, he's your counselor, and he will redirect you as long as we are in step with him. And that just comes with just leaning into the word. Completely. And you're right. Standing still is more of like a, it's a fear tactic and a distraction that makes way for us to look, you know, to other things outside of the one who, like you just said, is our compass and our counselor. Um, So definitely very important to be mindful of that. And have you ever, (laughs) I feel ridiculous for asking this question, but I have done it before. (laughs) But have have you ever tried to give God an ultimatum or look for signs in like really weird places? (laughs) Yes. And like, no, like do not, I was laughing because I'm pretty sure like I knew where you were going with that. And I'm like, not only are we very similar, it's just, I mean, we've all done this. Like Mm -hmm. you just like tell God this is how it is. And like, you just think you have so much power and then you just feel, and then God comes in and like, in like a very righteous way because he's God, but also he just comes down and he humbles you in a loving way, but it's like a smack down and he's like, who am I? Remember who I yes, am. And, a and remember, smack down. Love oh that. Oh gosh. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a spiritual smack down from the Lord. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it, but it really is disrespectful. You know, it's not, it's not biblical, like giving God ultimatums or, you know, searching the clouds in the sky or the aisles of the grocery store for an answer is just, that is not where we find the direction we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to make that point again, like the Lord's will is not a scavenger hunt. So let's not treat it like one. Boom. El Cardell. <laughs> <laughs> that was Girl, it is the spirit. <laughs> okay. El Cardell or the spirit featuring El Cardell. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, I so appreciate that. And I love um, the way that God's word just breaks it down. And I appreciate the emphasis that you put on like God's secret will. Um, mm. Because, yeah, God's secret will is something that we're, we're never really going to understand. There's a few passages in the Bible that tell us about it. But I think our main takeaway is that God doesn't really owe us anything and that God has things because he is all powerful, almighty, all knowing. He's all these things. And so just realizing that. God has given us all we need. And so I think that is a perfect segue into the second type of God's will, which Mm -hmm. is what God has given us. And so friends, God's secret will was really important to listen to, but this is more of the will that's going to really influence our decisions as well. So Elle, let's break down the second will. Yeah. So just like you said, God's secret will is like, ooh, this is so cool. Like, let's talk about this more. But really, God's revealed will is the will that needs to matter. It's the Mm -hmm. will that is our priority um, as his children. So 
Back to that verse that I used earlier, Deuteronomy 29, 29, we're going to look at the second half of it. And it says, the things that belong to us and our children forever. So this right here speaks to the revealed will of God. And it's also referred to as God's perceptive will because it contains his commandments. So back to the revealed will of God. If we want to please God, his revealed will that we have in his word must be our guide. God, again, hasn't hidden what he wants us to know. And I think it's easy to forget that, especially when we start to look for, you know, all the answers in all the wrong places. Um, mm-hmm. The guidance that we need and the place that we can find the wisdom and discernment that we desire when it comes to, you know, decision making and just life in general It can only be received by rooting ourselves in his word and growing in our relationship of knowing him, of knowing his character and his heart for us. That is Mm -hmm. how we receive the things we need to live a life that brings glory and honor to his name. So yeah, that is exactly what we need to focus on is God's revealed will. And the cool thing is focusing on his revealed will will enable us to place more and more trust in his hidden will. Mm. Mm. That's really good. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. Um, totally agree with you on that. <laughs> and I, I have personally, like, knowing that there are two different kinds of wills, it really is true. Like, the more that you focus on God's revealed will, the more that you grow in your understanding of him and trust in the truths of his word, the easier it becomes to trust in the things that are, you know, that he knows that we never will. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it it becomes a comfort too at that yeah. point, which is right. which is great. Well, I mean, like you said, rooting ourselves in God's word is how we find out His revealed will. And so, I think not only reading the Bible to teach us what to do, it's important to read the Bible to teach us about who our God is and mm-hmm. His heart and His character. That's something that God's really been instilling in me in the last couple of years. Is just the more we get to know God. I mean, that's just kind of what the podcast and just everything is founded on here. It's just that the more that we know him, the more we're going to love him. And the more we love him, we're going to want to live for him. And so it's kind of this trickle effect. And so I think it's really cool that you said that because the more that we read the word, the more that we're going to know his heart. And we're also going to, like the spirit will help us walk out that word, which is God's will for us. And so that is so, so important for us to remember because I think it can be easy just to read the word and read ourselves in the word for instruction on how to live instead of also sitting in it and learning about who our God is. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, there might be some of your listeners may be thinking, well, is this really the only place that I can discover the revealed will of God. And I would say that is the first place, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I think that there are some really beautiful supplements to this as well. Like, you know, planting yourself in Christ-centered community, sitting under biblically sound preaching and teaching, and, you know, those things helping you to grow in your understanding of who God is. Because let's be honest, we weren't created to do this life alone, so let's not not live like that. Mm -hmm. Let's welcome and embrace these great gifts that God has so generously given us um, and, you know, just celebrate what his word has for us within a covenant community that's committed to knowing God through his word and making him known. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think if there are people listening that are 
just uh, really wanting to glean from this episode, I would add when Elle was talking, she mentioned um, godly community and sitting under wise, just solid scriptural um, teaching that may be from pastors or Bible studies. A really cool way that God has really um, encouraged my faith in is if you are sitting underneath other teachings from your pastor or a Bible study, a really cool thing is um, if God's will is being preached, it will be coming from the Word. So you never have to question Amen. whether someone is teaching you something from His like from His will if it does not align with the Word. It needs to align with the Word. And so you can really check that and say, okay, I want to hear from God. I want to be aligned with His will. Are those people teaching me? Are the people on social media, are the pastors I'm listening to, are they aligning with God's word? So I just wanted to add that's just a quick little check that I have been just really trying to do as well. It's like, okay, is this God's will? Is it coming from the word? And again, rooting mm. ourselves in scripture, like Elle mentioned, is the surefire way to know that we are standing in God's will. Definitely. And you just, we could do a whole nother podcast episode on this because it is so true. I think that, you know, just because someone is a pastor, we immediately equate them to, you know, sound teaching. And there are right. so many wolves in sheep's yep. clothing out there. Like we have to be on guard. So thank you so much for making that point. Very necessary and very man- mandatory, I would say. Um, oh, as yes. Followers yes. of Christ. Yeah, no, it's it's tough, but we need to be on guard. I have been reading a lot. Like there's a ton in First and Second Timothy when Paul was writing to Timothy because Timothy was this young pastor, young leader, and he was along this group. And Paul's like, there are so many people that are wolves in sheep's clothing, meaning they are whether they realize it or not. That's the thing, whether they realize it or not, they're running around preaching a false gospel or something. Mm -hmm. So just a quick check. Um, Let's also, I love getting to talk about people in the the Bible and just Mm -hmm. like go into the word about examples of a concept in an episode. And so Elle, I would love to ask, um, just from your perspective and your time in the Word, um, can you give us an example or any characters from the Bible that stand out to you that really demonstrated biblical decision-making and dependence on God? Ooh, that is a wonderful question. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, absolutely. Let's talk about the main character of the Bible for this one. You know what I'm saying? Love it, yes. (laughs) So there's actually a moment in particular that comes to mind in the life of Christ, and it takes place on the night before his crucifixion. Now, Jesus asks God not once, not twice, but three times for another way to save his people. And the passage that I'm referring to can be found in Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. But the verse that I want to hone on here for our time together is verse 42. And in it, Jesus says, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Hmm. Let's connect these divine dots here for a hot second. Jesus recognized the cost of what was to come, but a part of him also hoped for another way. And at the same time, Jesus recognized the call and therefore committed himself to the ways of his creator completely. And I Hmm. think that this prayer here, your will be done, takes on a whole new meaning, especially, you know, for me, 
because of this. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe we should take a minute to talk about the will of God in suffering. Um, I I think one of the biggest questions for Christians too is, you know, why a good God would allow bad things to happen. And the reality of that question is, you know, we live in a broken world and with it comes broken people with, you know, broken bodies and nothing will be made right until the return of Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, knowing, however, that Christ recognized the cost of his life, yet went forward in order to sacrifice his very life for us in order to be the bridge for the Holy One to connect with an unholy people, that's us. That right there is the ultimate example of suffering and we will never fully fathom it. We will only slightly taste it through the suffering that we have here on earth because Christ died the death we deserve. But, and I don't say that to, you know, downplay the suffering that we have in this life because there is suffering and it is very real. Um, And I, you know, I think for especially Christians living in the United States, we really don't know what suffering is in ways like third world countries have it so much harder like just it's so heartbreaking but there are also things in the christian life that are heartbreaking in general um like you know maybe you've you know someone who had cancer and unfortunately passed away from it and it just did not feel fair that right there is a is a hard example of suffering but the the point that i really want to hone in on talking about this is is that God wastes no thing. Yeah. In that first Thessalonians yeah. 4.3, we're told that God's will for us is sanctification to make us holy in his sight. So when we find ourselves walking through a valley, we can still delight in the will of our God. We can still trust that it serves a greater purpose and that God will use it for his glory and our good. Because when we actually take the time to take it all back to the cross, we are reminded of the bigger picture at hand. And we're a part of that, our suffering and all. Wow. I was just sitting here nodding because not only for me, I know that so many people listening, but I just, I've walked through that and I know you've walked through that Mm -hmm. and we will continue to walk through that. And isn't it funny? It makes sense, but isn't it funny that the, really the biggest time that we question God's will and have a hard time making decisions is when we're going through suffering is when we are tried by the fire, when Mm -hmm. life isn't going well. And it it makes sense to an extent because when things are going well, we don't question God because we're like, okay, God is obviously in control. Things are going great. God is good. God is perfect. God is loving, which is very true. But then when the suffering comes and the hard things come, we question God's will. We question why he would allow something like this to happen. But what I really appreciated you emphasizing is that, like throughout this whole episode, you've said it a couple times, is that God wastes no thing. He wastes nothing. And that's just a part of the world we live in. There's nothing we can change about the sin nature of the world. Mm -hmm. But the awesome thing because of that is that God chose to renew and redeem that sin and that suffering. Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, he could have sat back and not sent a sin and not done anything to sanctify us and to take the bad and turn it into good but he chose to do that he didn't have to and so instead of just leaving the suffering that's here he chose to redeem it and first thessalonians that uh, that verse in chapter four like Elle said literally says god's will is our sanctification and so i think remembering that in the toughest times is knowing that god's will is that i would become more like him and 
That's really easy to say now, but literally that is the coolest thing that God's will, God's desire for our lives and everything that he's pointing our lives towards is that we would be more like him, Mm. which like is absolutely crazy for me to think that God would want his imperfect children to be like him or to at least try to strive towards that. It's literally insane. So I just wanted to just really honor that word from the Lord and honor what you just said because that's it's so important to remember it. It's hard and suffering, mm-hmm. but I think when we do remember and recognize how much sanctification outweighs the suffering, I think it just changes the game. That is such a good point. Yes, how much our sanctification outweighs the suffering. And I have personally, like going through certain seasons of suffering, you know. Of course, when you're when you're in that, your flesh wants nothing to do with the Lord. But when you look past the ways of your flesh and you look to the one who first gazed upon us and you seek him to yeah. to be your peace and your comfort and you know to help you get through that to sustain you, when you embrace that, man, those are some of the most beautiful and pivotal moments at least they have been for me in in my faith walk. Absolutely. And that's one of those things that I, I, I always tell Michael this. I tell my friends and family that I really wish that I, I mean, and this is just a part of being sanctified and growing in the Lord. Like it's my hope that when suffering comes, this would happen. But I really wish looking <laughs> back that I would recognize that in the moment, in the middle of that suffering, mm-hmm. that God is growing me and that he has a purpose for this and that he wants to conform me to be more like him. He has not left me. He has a greater will. Um, and so I'm sure... A lot of you listening can relate to that where it's like you, you're five years down the line and you look back and you, and you can see God's will playing out. But I think it's our prayer that when we're in the middle of our current circumstances that we would be able to say, okay, God, I trust you. I see your will, even that secret will that I don't understand. I can trust you because I have your promises here in the word and I have your presence. I have your spirit. So that's just always a challenge for me. <laughs> Absolutely. I would argue that it's a challenge for everyone. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. And so, I mean, you know, we can we can be hard on ourselves and say, "Oh, I forgot to do it this last time." But just to continue to, I think, just fixing our eyes on the Lord, and mm-hmm. that will just be a, a continual reminder that God is still there, and that we can rejoice even through that. So, seriously, so good. I'm so glad we took the time to hone in on that. So, to close the conversation, I would love, love, love to hear and dig into some practical tips and encouragements from God's word on this conversation. Elle, I loved your episode. I mean, I just love the DOD podcast, but I loved the episode. Of course, it's one of my favorites. And Lord knows you've walked through my own podcast journey with me, but um, (laughs) I loved your episode, especially on God's will and just decision making. And so I know you have a lot of tips on your episode for that, which I will also direct people to, but would you mind sharing a few with us here? So maybe give us like two to three, however many you got, biblical discerning ways to understand God's will for our lives and basically just make choices that honor his. Um, I think everyone listening, me included, would love to hear how we can make decisions that align with God's will. And then maybe when we're faced with hard decisions, how to make one that honors the Lord. Because I think even like everyone would say at our core, we want to make decisions that honor God. Well, that is such a great question, first off, Tara. And I would love to answer this, but I also 
feel like I should preface with the fact that this probably won't come as a surprise to anyone, but I think it's also so Mm -hmm. important for us to be reminded of these things by others, but also be intentional and reminding ourselves of these truths as well. So the first thing I want to say is that God's will for us, remember that God's will for us is rooted in his perfect, perfect love for us. Mm. And what a powerful force love is. Can I get an amen, sister? Amen. I love that. I love that. (laughs) But, you know, God literally defined love by his actions. He loved us to the point of death and secured a path for our ultimate fulfillment, which is eternity with him through Mm -hmm. the death of his son on the cross. So as we are in the process of seeking God's will for our lives, let's not consider our decisions through the lens of letting him down, but rather through the lens of honoring and pleasing him to the very best of our ability. Again, because of his word, who we are in Christ and the working of God's powerful spirit in us, we can trust that our future will always work out according to God's will. We can trust that his will is always, always good. Even the hidden parts that we are never meant to see or understand. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Thanks be to God for that. Yeah, absolutely. What just kept like blaring out at me when you were sharing that really awesome nugget of practical application is just the motivation behind why we do what we do. And I think this can encompass so many things and not just biblical decision making like we're talking about today, but just I think the more like I love to think of this in the lens of like relationships. So Elle with your husband, Michael, my husband, Michael, and our (laughs) friendships and other things in our family. It's like when we when we truly know someone, we're going to love them. And out of that genuine love, that true love, it like really compels us to want to do things for people. And when it's like a pure, genuine love, it's going to be actions that align. And they're not going to be things that like try to hurt that person because God describes true love as one that's not self-seeking, you know, all those things about love. And so I think it's so important to remember that. And I love how you said that we can trust that our actions, if we like remain in Christ, like they will be like out of an overflow of God's love Mm -hmm. and just taking it back to the cross. I think we have to remember every single time. So I super appreciate that. That's such a good point. You know, that type of love is the love that literally changes us from the inside out. Mm -hmm. I I love that you reiterated that truth. So, so good. Yeah. Um, So the second thing I would like to share comes from 1 Peter 4.10. And it says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And what I want to hone in on here is to encourage you and your listeners to consider your giftings. You know, Mm -hmm. the Father has gifted us in the ways that he has for a reason. He makes no mistakes. And so how he has gifted you is a significant part, a great indicator of how he has purposed and invited you to serve. So seek out opportunities to use your gifts in your job, in your relationships, through volunteer opportunities. I mean, literally, wherever you can, just do it to it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) First Corinthians 1031 is such a powerful and beautiful charge for us. And it says, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And when we heed this command, we will be doing God's will. Yeah. Oh, 1 Corinthians 10 31 is one of my favorite verses. So, Mm. so good. Like such 
an important charge and challenge for us. I honestly, to be super honest, I have never really considered that point as a way of practically, you know, making really rooted decisions in the Lord. And I love that because I love how you pointed out that when we're using the gifts that God has given us and we're seeking to actually put them in action, they like from the spirit will align with the spirit because he's given us those gifts, right? And so it's so cool to know that just simply walking in God's will for our lives and using the unique and beautiful giftings that he's given, like each and every one of us is a really cool way of walking in his will because there are so many verses in the word that say like, we need to use our gifts. And like first Corinthians 10 31 says, it can all be for God's glory. And so honestly, I'm really challenged and like kind of mind blown at that application. (laughs) And I just love how I'm like, I have friends here that are speaking into our lovely listeners, but like I always walk away challenged too. So that's so good. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm glad that it blessed you. And you know, I think that it can be really easy too, especially like when we're talking about our giftings, like it's a fun topic of conversation, right? Yeah. But there are probably some people who are like, well, I don't really know what those giftings are. Mm -hmm. And so I would also encourage those people to, you know, see if your specific church body has a quiz that you can take to help you determine what those giftings might be. That's a really good way that, um, a lot of churches use in order to help you find what ministry you will, you know, find the most joy in being a part of Mm -hmm. in your church body. But it's also just great for everyday application for you as well. And if your church doesn't have a quiz like that, no big deal. There are so many awesome resources online, different quizzes that you can take to help determine what those things are as well. And also ask the people that you're, you know, constantly around your community because even if you can't see them, I can guarantee you that they do. Absolutely. And that's so awesome to know that people have so many observations and insights on you, especially mature Christians. And another thing that I was thinking when Elle was suggesting all the resources is something that my church really encourages our body to do is just get involved in ministry. Like not even necessarily, like you don't even have to have an inkling for it. Um, Part of my testimony is, I mean, I grew up in the church, but to condense it, after I came home from doing the whole college university, thought I was going to be in the medical field, I came home and I'm like, God, it was like ministry. And so I literally had no idea where to start. And so my pastor and the church board, I really sought counsel and they're like, just try things. Like we have like hosting opportunities. We have children's ministry. We have worship. We have all of these other things. And so just taking some Sundays or midweek days out of your schedule and serving even in the in the spots that you're not sure about or that maybe you haven't had experience in, it's really cool to be able just to try it and see how the Lord leads because he will let you know whether it's something that you feel gifted in or it's something that you're like, you know what? I'm thankful there's other people that like to hang out with the children and I'm not gifted with that or whatever that is. So I just think trying things and being willing to like take a couple weeks or a couple months and just see where God leads is really key. I totally agree with that. That's such a great tip. And also this is definitely a side note here, but I don't think I knew that you thought you were going to go into the medical field. I started out going into the medical field. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
No. We definitely have to talk about that sometime. Just add it to the list. That's hilarious. I mean, I know that a lot of people want to go to the medical field, but that just, like, is another, like, kind of scary similarity. I know. We are so similar. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah, that's another conversation, but... I'm not surprised. (laughs) No, I'm definitely not either. Oh my gosh. Okay, so one more tip. Uh, Tip number three is to seek counsel. God has gifted us with incredibly wise people and counselors, and he declares in his word that we listen to them carefully. Proverbs 11, 14 says, whether there is no guidance of people or not whether, but where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So whether Mm. it be a mentor, spouse, or close friend, reach out to someone whose input you trust and value deeply. Conversations with godly advisors can be instrumental in discerning where God is leading you. So when it comes down to it, in this order, I would say, read the word, Spend time in prayer and seek the wisdom of your Christ-centered community. These are truly mm, the best yeah. ways to discern God's will for for your life by remaining rooted yeah. in every aspect possible. Um, you know, God became one of us. He, he took on suffering and sacrificed his very life for us so that we could experience the primary purpose of our existence, which is to know him, to love him, and to make his name known. And so my prayer for us all and for the end result of this conversation is that we would be challenged to live our lives in such a way that they would be a beautiful reflection of this very truth. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) I'm feeling challenged already and (laughs) I totally echo that as well. So I was thinking just the other day, even before this conversation, I can count on a few hands the instances where I had to make decisions or really analyze if I was walking in God's will that I didn't ask for counsel, that I didn't ask someone to help me. Literally all the decisions in my life, I'm so thankful to have the people around me, but they've all been rooted around just needing that advice, that counsel, that wisdom. And I think a lot of times for me personally, I had to get over this hump where And to let go of my pride and seek counsel and realize that, oh, people are wise. There are people that have amazing encouragement to give, especially those who are rooted in God and they're mature Christians who have walked this life with the Lord for a long time. And I'm that person who likes to lean into self-sufficiency a lot and depend on my own strength when God says to not do that. And he says over and over, like Elle said too, seek counsel and seek community. And so I cannot tell you how many times I have had to just let go of my pride and ask for help. And mm. then and then after I've done that, I'm sure you can relate, Elle, that like after I've done that, I'm like, I just want to sit and talk with these people and like pour forever. out my life. Yes, yes. forever because <laughs> of the wisdom and the life and the encouragement and the conviction and the challenge they give me. And so this is probably my favorite tip. And I think, Elle, you have some amazing tips on how to find those people in your life. I know there might be some ladies listening that are like, I have no clue how to find those ladies. Like, how do I find these people? Like, even in church, like, where do I start? It can be kind of intimidating. That is such a great question. Um, So let's just, let me just share a little story with you real quick to answer that. So when I graduated college, I moved to a different state where I didn't really know anybody in order to be a children's minister for a large church. And 
it was really cool and really exciting. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like actually adulting and like doing what I want to do, which is, you know, working in ministry within a church body. This is so cool. But it was also a very, very, very lonely thing. Um, And so I got to the point where I was really longing for, you know, a mentor-mentee type relationship type friendship. And so although I was getting plugged in with my church body that I was, you know, working for, I really, really, really wanted someone who could walk alongside me, someone who was, you know, further ahead of me, who had walked in their their faith journey longer than I have and had, you know, had more wisdom because of that. And so I just took it to the Lord in prayer and I just started praying that the Lord would, you know, surface a name, you know, a woman before me um, while I was at church, someone who would be a great mentor for me. And lo and behold, as I was in the process of praying for this person, she, I met her. Her name was Mm. Lavinia. And I'm actually going to send this podcast episode to her when it airs so she can hear the story. But Lavinia. Yes. What an absolute blessing this woman was in my life. I asked her for coffee. I didn't even tell her that I was interested in her being my mentor. I asked her to coffee to get to know her more because I had heard so many wonderful things about her. And when we had coffee, we had coffee for like two or three hours the first time. And I just really felt like we had such a special connection. And so after our coffee, I asked her to prayerfully consider you know, being my mentor Mm. and she did and it worked out and it was wonderful. We met every Tuesday at 6 a.m. at Starbucks, 6 a.m. people like I'm not a morning person (laughs) in that way, (laughs) but she made me what she called me her rooster. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, it was such a special relationship and um, we still keep in touch, but I don't live in that. I don't live in Alabama anymore. So all that being said, if you have a desire to have a mentor or to be a mentor, Always start those things with prayer. Bring it to the Lord. You know, let him plant that seed and it will blossom in due time. And it will be such a beautiful and fruitful thing when it does. Yeah, that is such an awesome testimony. I love how that happened. And we might just have to kind of like pull up like our skirt tails or whatever the saying goes and just get a little bold and (laughs) You know, and just be very open to who God's going to bring into your life because it can be like very random like happenings. So I just adore that counsel and that challenge. So y'all, that's Mm -hmm. another challenge. There's a lot of challenges coming out of this episode, but just really be prayerful about finding someone like that in your life. If you haven't met with them in a while, if you have someone currently, or if you don't have anyone, let's not miss how important this is. God just didn't say it to say it. And Amen. just us not to do anything about it. Let's let's be really intentional about it. That's that's challenging for my heart. So I'm so thankful, Elle, for your practical tips and encouragements you gave us. But most of all, just this entire conversation and how rooted you are in God's word. Like, you know how much I love you and how blessed I am to have you as a friend. But I am so humbled that you would take the time to pour into the girls here in this podcast. So before we wrap up, I would love, love, love if you could share some ways for our listeners to connect with you because I know if they're not already, they would love to follow you for daily encouragements and a podcast and everything that you have going on. 
<laughs> I would love to share. And also, it was just such an honor to be a part of this conversation, Tara. And I'm so thankful for you and for your impact. And I love you lots. I oh, love you. but you can find daughter of delight on instagram by typing in daughter of delight in the search bar all one word um you can search for daughter of delight on facebook the daughter of delight podcast on probably i think every streaming platform available and then also you can find the blog at daughterofdelight.com so there you have it amazing i will always have (laughs) that stuff linked below some of my favorite favorite resources and Elle was very, very like crucial and integral to this podcast in many ways as well. So little shout out to you as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait to have you on my podcast next. It's going to be so fun. I'm I'm pretty hyped. You guys, you heard it here first. That is in the works. (laughs) It will be coming to you soon. (laughs) Awesome. Well, sweet friend, thank you so much for being here again. I love you and just adore you. Absolutely. God bless you, Tara. Okay, is it just me or are you leaving this episode feeling super fired up and pumped and excited and ready to go in the Lord? Elle and I feel so honored to be able to talk on this subject and we pray that this conversation on godly decision making and God's will has encouraged your heart to seek him in a deeper way. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please make sure to go follow Elle and thank her for her time and her wisdom from the Lord that she poured into this episode. Also, if you loved listening to this conversation, it would be amazing if you could take the time to take a screenshot of wherever you're listening to this episode, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me and Elle at Daughter of Delight and let us know that you loved the episode A really awesome opportunity too when you share these episodes to your social medias is that you also get to encourage other people in these topics. And so if you want to encourage others about how to make godly decisions in whatever stage and whatever time in their life they're at, this is an awesome way. Thank you also for taking the time to leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. This is an amazing way to partner with this ministry, Truth Talks with Tara and everything else for free. I just love you and appreciate you, friend, and I hope that you can walk confidently in God's will today and tomorrow. I'll talk to you soon.